Thanks for listening to The Adam Carolla Show on Podcast One. Another day, another unknown. It could bring your biggest order yet or a new cyber threat. Whatever happens, Comcast Business will keep you ready with a network that can deliver gig speeds to the most businesses. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Get started with a great offer from Comcast Business. And for a limited time, ask how to get a $650 prepaid card with a qualifying bundle when you buy online. Call 1-800-501-6000 or go to comcastbusiness.com to learn more. Prepaid card offer ends 9-21-21. Call or go online for details. This show is brought to you by friends at Simply Safe. If you've got 30 minutes, you don't have to worry about home break-ins ever again. That's how fast you can set up your Simply Safe system. Simply Safe, two eyes, simplysafe.com slash Adam. Customize your system and get free security. Get a free security camera when you go to simplysafe.com slash Adam. All right, in the first half, we're going to uh, get a little more specific on our threesome hypothetical. I got a new one for Gina, and we uh, we get the feedback from you guys. Our poll comes in, and uh, we figure out how many guys want the eight versus uh, the maximum of ten in the two with the threesome. It'll all be explained. And uh, we take the craziest batch of phone calls I think I've ever uh, taken on this program. So we got all that coming. First, I'll tell you about Geico. Do you own, do you rent your home? Will you do one or the other? And then there is your automotive policy. How about you get your bundle happening? That's right. Take your uh, homeowner's or your renter's insurance and uh, put it together with your automotive policy at Geico. Geico makes it easy. You can get a quote and see just how easy you get your bundle going at Geico.com today. That is at Geico.com. Have you heard about Innovation on the Edge with Microsoft Edge? It's a weekly podcast that explores the cutting edge of internet innovation and pop culture trends. Each week, we'll dig into how people are currently using the web to innovate, notable ways in which it's evolving, what its future might look like, and how we can create the future together. Welcome curious creators, disruptors, and innovators to Innovation on the Edge. Listen and download now at Podcast One, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. From Corolla One Studios in Glendale, California, this is the Adam Corolla Show. With Gina Grad on news, Paul Bryan on sound effects, a spirited round of the Rotten Tomatoes game, and Jeff Cesario drops by for the sports with Chet Waterhouse. And now, he decorated your life, Adam Corolla. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on. No choice, I meant to get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. We love that about you, right, Gina Grant? That's right. And Ball Brian. I've probably had my share of eights. Got a, uh, speaking of that, some uh, better hypothetical for you, Gina Grant. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Decorating the Life, the Kenny Rogers song. Um, I <laughs> was saying, Decorating Life, the Kenny Rogers story. <laughs> I, I was, uh, I was uh, corrected by Mike Lynch who pointed out that through the years, mm. the Kenny Rogers oh, song was the song I was uh, weeping openly at uh, holding my young son. That which, makes sense. Uh, Why would Lynch know? Is he always in a sauna with you? Because it was in a book. Got it was it. in anything that was in a book he has on his computer, and then he just checks it. I mean, when you're working on our sixth book, 
you have to constantly say, did we talk about this? And then he just mm-hmm. hops on his computer and puts in a few Smart. reference things and we figure out if we talked about it or what part we talked about. So uh, we have uh, the hypothetical. We also have the the poll and the breakdown. So this is, would you rather be with one eight or a combined 10 mm-hmm. um, threesome? Now, somebody tweeted me today and said, I'd go with a 10 and a zero. What? Uh, I, that's not fair to me. I said that yesterday. Most oh, did you, you said but... an 11 and a negative uh, one. That's, that's right. <laughs> yeah. No, you can't go with the zero. We got we got to go. You go with a nine and a one. Yeah. But uh, and then someone else tweeted me a, a, a more apt uh, hypothetical for you, Gina Grad. Okay. And for all the ladies, mm-hmm. because uh, you were clear that you wouldn't take the threesome because you'd take the seven and the three or the eight and the two but what do you want the two for Why you have the two eight fives fuck she me. said something to the right. effect of i don't want to fuck two fives yeah, yeah. what right. about, unless i'm getting paid exactly what's right. in it for me <laughs> i keep going the more apt uh hypoth- hypothetical for the lady and i i should couch this by saying you know it's a, it's a fantasy situation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh for the lady aspirational it would be one eight okay Versus instead of the combined ten, two eights. Oh, interesting. Yes, or maybe we should just give up it and go a combined fifteen. But either way, now I know. we're cooking with gas. Now so we now, have a hypothetical. Now you have to make a decision. One eight or two eights? Yeah, let's say one eight or two eights. Uh, I mean. Two eights, obviously. Two eights. Right. Well, I'm <laughs> What's not, so funny? not obvious to <laughs> everyone. But I mean, you know. In the fantasy world. Yeah. Okay. Two eights. What if we made a combined, what if we went with a combined 14 and you could break that down mm. however you wanted? Okay. Now I see what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, now you could have your two sevens or your eight and a six. Uh... Hold on. Sonny should listen to this as you're prepared to play blackjack. I know. <laughs> Carry the two. Okay, so basically two sevens or one eight. Uh, um, I'll take the two sevens. Two sevens. Good for you. Thank you. Good for you. <laughs> now, what's behind the curtain is Jay on a steamroller or Jay on a donkey. No carnauba wax. Oh, that was curtain number three. That's this, right. The... My 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 situation growing up was so preposterous that whenever I watched Let's Make a Deal and they'd go curtain three and they go bum 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 wah, wah, Jay would be on a steamroller or a donkey. But yeah. I, I was like, do you get the donkey? You get a free donkey. Or a free steamroller. Yeah. It's got to have some street value. That's right. Uh, Thank you for, for tailoring that because that one really felt like a, more of a challenge. I agree. That was uh, someone tweeted that to me. Yeah. All right. So the uh, threesome staff poll, uh, it was Ryan and Matt who said they were going with the threesome. But the combined we, 10. We didn't break down their combined t- 10 into uh, actual numbers. We just we just took the 10. But I'd like to come? know the uh, breakdown. First, uh, intern Ryan is going to get on the blower. Ryan? Well, first of all, also, I said a six and a four because in my mind, I was sort of like, well, uh, I don't know. Honestly, I don't think I'd be able to perform. I've never had a threesome, so I'd have, I'd be I'd be intimidated to ha- have a threesome like with an eight in there. Not yet. Mm. You know? I love how self aware he is. Uh huh. Right. You but, don't want the eight in there because they judge. 
The other thing I was thinking is I was imagining it realistically, and like if there was an eight and a two. I'm imagining the two wanted to have sex with me, and she dragged her eight friend into it, and probably I'd have to a lot more action going on with the two than the eight. Oh, right. Wow. Yeah, because what's the eight think? need the threesome for? The eight's the bait, as they say. <laughs> That's what my license plate frame says on eight the van. Eight and switch. Eight and switch. That's good. Yeah. yeah, so she'd open the door. The eight would open the door, but the two would be the one who was entering yeah. the boudoir. Mm-hmm. But, Ryan, But remember, it's got to be broken down sort of evenly and yeah. equitably sexually. No narratives allowed, right. Right. Ryan's going with more of like the Woody Allen, like, uh, you know, that's a bad example. The Groucho Marx, you know, oh, I don't want to be belong. Yeah. You're a tall, good looking, nice guy. Don't, you know, I, I think you could handle an eight. I honestly don't know if I could handle a two, though. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's okay. the two that's okay. the difficulty. And then I think. Might we all fall prey to that thing where we felt so self-conscious that we were spending too much time on the two because we felt like we didn't want to be. Yeah. yeah, It's like I'm 10 times nicer to black people than I am to white guys because I'm like, I don't want them to think that I don't like him because he's black, you you know, so there's an overcompensation. Yeah. The two's in your world. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) All right. uh, Matt, Porcelain Punisher, Fondelier. Your breakdown goes... I just like how in Ryan's fantasy, the fantasy, he's having sex with the two. <laughs> <laughs> now, this was this was tough. I got to say, I thought about this one a lot. Good. I dedicated a lot of nights thinking about this very scenario. I bet. Mm-hmm. Falling Boom. asleep. Yeah. Boom. And ultimately, I realized it was pretty easy. You're asking, you can either have sex with an eight, or you can have a threesome with an eight and a two. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and break it down that way, because either way, I'm banging the eight, and it's going to be a great time. Right. But, but remember, you've got to give equal time the to the two. Sure, sure. We, have we talked about the lights? The lights, is that part of the scenario? Because in my fantasy, they're off. <laughs> they're off. Then, well, who, then who cares if it's an eight? Boom. Yeah, boom. I'll go the lights. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you could do I don't. I don't think you could. Uh, I don't think you could hit the eight with all the can lights turned up all the way in the room, and then get up and go dim them yeah. down for the for the two. Let me get some foil, put it over the window there in case. Uh, I know it's dark outside, sweetie, but sometimes the street light. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. someone's pulling Pollu- in light pollution. Yeah, got a guy with the four by truck. Right, man. I got a neighbor. All right, so you go with the eight and the two in this. Yeah, I think this so. scenario. I mean, the two fives—that's fine, but that's not really a story, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, eight and the two. Okay. Did we? Uh, did we do the poll, Chris? Did we find out what uh, most listeners want? So it, it, the truth. Two thirds. Oh wow! Pick the eight. Wow. And, yeah, about Smart. A, third, a little over a third of the listeners picked the threesome with a combined 10. And they were divvying it up. A lot of five and fives. Like a lot of guys who picked the threesome were like, five and five is good enough for me. <laughs> um, and then other, pe- other guys audience. are getting into, into decimals, like 6.8. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, right. So we ba- it's basically 66 who will just take the eight one-on-one and then 34% that'll take the threesome. Does yeah. that surprise you or does that seem right on? <clears throat> I, I, you know, I'm wondering if there's the threesome was always kind of a, a novelty feather in the cap, mm-hmm. notch in the bedpost mm-hmm. kind of thing with all of the threesome porn and everything mm-hmm. that's out there now. I wonder if the bloom is off the threesome rose a little bit because when it comes to porn, threesome is a lonely group. Now it's like, you know, a, a 15 some. You, know, yeah. you can see anything. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Also, I don't know. Maybe there's some COVID overtones here. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It's not yeah, social distance. I'm a little surprised that it wasn't a little more. A little more fifty-fifty. Now, I guess if you're if you're doing these kinds of polls, you would then start adjusting like they do in Vegas. Like too much action is on McGregor. We need some on Poirier. Let's move yeah. the line a little bit. Steps so with one eight would be like minus one thirty. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I wonder if you took the combined ten and moved it up to a combined twelve. Mm. If you could even out even out this number, because I think once we pass the two fives and we get into two sixes. I think uh, there might be some more action. Right. Either way, uh, almost 2,000 votes, and uh, we've got 21 hours left. I don't know. Are we closing the polls? Yeah, well, yeah well, they'll be closing another. they got another day to okay. get to the You have to set the time. This well, conversation's this is, been well worth our time. This is interesting. Yeah. And then what also has been – is the basic breakdown the five and five, you say? Yeah, a lot of, a lot of the replies are just five and five. Um, and uh, and then like about a six and four, some people are saying, and then they're getting to the decimals after that. I have a side question that maybe we save for another day, or maybe we just throw it in real quick for guys. A threesome with one ten and one dude, or mm. two fives. Mm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. I think the guys would go with the ten. Hmm. I think uh Yeah, ten's a game changer. I think that I think that uh you know what I used to hate? But you're really crossing swords. You know the uh How you know, short is he? How short is she? <laughs> you know the um I, I don't know if you ever remember this from like the, the annals of dude talk okay. like back in the day, but there was always the one dude who'd go, dude, there is no ten. There's no actual 10. There, it doesn't exist. Unicorn. It's hypothetical. Sure. You know, I always hated that fucking Yeah, there's no thing as a perfect 10. Yeah. Right. But I would say there is, and we have to decide. Yeah. We have to a, say that is. A young Cindy Crawford and a this, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or two. I go like 25-year-old Elizabeth Hurley. Okay. Fine. Sure. Her name's Stephanie Seymour, and it's 1991. Right. That's right. There so you, you go. There's and your her 10. and a buddy, Ooh, and Dawson? The, du- the dude's Axel Rose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, buddy, sign this. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll continue this quest, but I find it uh, I find it interesting. Um, hot off the presses, I got a love boat clip to play. Oh, cool. <laughs> good. Yeah. Good. Um, you Gina, will run out of episodes at some point, right? Uh, I don't know because each, for a listener, <laughs> each episode is a uh, is an hour yeah, long. There's an hour so much. There's so much in there, but. Now, we always talk about how uh, it was a freewheeling sex boat mm-hmm. and uh, the dock and gopher could just compete over oh. anyone who came on. They could Fox and a chicken coop. fight over passengers that yes. were coming onto the ship. Mm-hmm. And that uh, Julie was sort of complacent, the cruise director. Yeah. She sort of stood back and let the guys yeah. uh, do whatever the rape she, light was. She could have made women. a citizen's arrest, but she, she didn't. Yeah, Ghislaine Maxwell. Mm. Yes. Uh, but then we also talk about how weird it is for the actual Princess Cruise Line to have <laughs> to folks who lecherous work on the stuff. ship that are super lecherous and creeping out yeah. the passengers and stuff like that. May have hit an all-time high mm. on this uh, next clip, which is mm. um, hot chick 
oh god oaks was her last name she was on chips okay. she was the uh good looking blonde every time you did a cop show you needed a good looking blonde of course, yeah. on the on the force sure that no one seemed to really be attracted to for some insane reason right. like you know they had their they had their chp outfits or their mm-hmm. cop outfits um but they're always tailored and everything, and they're really tight. Mm-hmm. They look really, really good in them. When and, they pull that uh, helmet off, they kind of shake, shake the, the hair. hair. And there'd always be like the part where they're like, what are you doing this weekend, Ponch and John? Oh, nothing. Okay, me neither. Like, there's <laughs> never a Ponch and John. It's like, you see that fucking piece of ass? <laughs> Fuck. She, she's one locker room over from us. She's like single. She's 27. She's beautiful. We're both highway patrol folks. Like what? Any why thoughts is it, about why this? Why is anyone getting into that yeah. shit? Now, nah, it was all, unlike the love boat, it was all above the board. Yeah, it was very professional. It was all business. But um, she's getting on to the ship and uh, she's getting onto the ship with her dad. And this is not a crossover. She's not the cop from Chips. No. Okay. She's just, was it? What was her name? Oaks was her last name. I don't know if it was Terry. Was it Terry Oaks? I'm trying to think. She was the blonde. Mm -hmm. There was so much you could do with blonde hair back then. Mm -hmm. Like when you go back and look at some of these women through the prism of time, you realize they weren't even that fantastically beautiful. They said super blonde hair. That's right. And that was enough. Yeah. And, you know, back in the day, Randy Oaks. Oh, of course. There it is. You go like, oh, so what's she like? Is she hot? Yeah, she's blonde. Like that was the first thing you'd say. Yeah. Right. Um, And then the guy is the guy from uh, WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh, the guy with the... um with like the the black kind of little bit of Jufro? Yeah, we'll we'll see that guy. But he's getting on the ship solo. She gets on before him with her dad and Julie, the cruise director, is working the clipboard. Okay. So we'll see we'll see how this plays out. Well, uh, figure on the room and on deck cabins three forty one and three forty two. So she goes off with her dad. Then this guy comes on. Mm. May I help you? Uh, I'm uh, Dr. Jonathan Hunt, but I'm not saying right off the bat I spot my dream shipmate she's taken. Oh, oh! <laughs> Hang on to your ticket. That's her father she's traveling with. Father? Uh-huh. Hang on to your ticket. Uh, passengers are she is more than complicit yeah that is that is a if that woman is raped julie's doing time absolutely there's got to be company policy against that and she even gave out more information than he asked for that's right i do but he did it with all confidence he's like oh that's her dad and she goes yeah he goes i need some vital stats he pulls out his pen and she's like well she's on the aloha deck also, here's her room number. The joke that he's going to be in her room, presumably the entire time, that's where he's staying. Where do you think the dad's staying? <laughs> if you were paying close attention, Brian. Room. Oh, two rooms. Oh, bitch. Two I rooms. That's, that, now I have a real problem. I mean, we get the gopher and that they're idiots, but Julie, we expected more from you. 
Wow. She just completely. And with just the biggest shit-eating grin on her face. Yeah. Like, she wasn't debating it. It wasn't an angel and devil oh, moment. she offered the information up freely. It, that, that's the other thing. Also, the girl is young and beautiful, nubile, and he looks like one of the Festrunk brothers from uh, SNL. Wild yeah. and crazy guy. Lecherous. Yeah, like, yeah, it looks lecherous. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't knows. cool. He knows who he's going to marry. It's and her. these are just, these aren't like super cut highlights that people send you. This is just a random episode you happen to see. Oh, yeah. I got to make, I got to mark it down because I don't want to interrupt the episode by right. stopping right. and filming, yeah. chronicling it. I have to go all the way through. Now, of course, she loves the guy. I mean, immediately just. Well, not so long. That, that's all you could do. It's if some, the first dude that hits on you, you got to. And then the dad doesn't like it. Of course. I don't know why she's cruising yeah, with her villain. dad. Like the whole thing is, I hate my dad. He's so intrusive and yeah. he's getting in and he's meddling. All, well, why By all means, a, let's go to Nassau yeah. together. Why are you going on a cruise with him? Yeah. You're locking yourself into a very confined space. Frank Bonner is <laughs> yeah. uh, the name of that, that actor. This wasn't a very special episode where you're teaching people about consent. Pull them away. This is just, this is just how people roll. Yep. That's. Okay. That's how they. That's how they do it. Was there a penny for your thoughts moment? Uh, there's the a, a, again. Any anytime anyone goes to the railing or anyone sits and sulks alone mm-hmm. at the bar, the other person just immediately appears. appears yeah. Which is again always that. That's all I learned through episodic television my entire life. Which is if you just sit and pout for a few minutes, there'll be a knock on the door. Someone will come in and whatever. And I, I spent a lot of time pouting alone. How many knocks? No, just Nary at some knock. point you'd beat off and go to bed. Like there was just no, <laughs> nobody ever knocked on the door. I, I could remember the distinct fantasy of that. Oh, she's coming. Oh, she's going to mm-hmm. never, no. never. All the pouting, all the sitting, all the standing by the railing. Never. <laughs> It, it never manifested itself in one human being showing up and like saying they were all wrong. Wow. Yeah, it didn't happen. But that's uh, one of the many lies of Love Boat. But you had to try. Uh, all right. I, that was for you, Gina. Because I figured you. you'd like that uh, she was actually giving out passenger or information. I am Gleefully. outraged. Yeah. Speaking of um, weird couples that go, like, go on cruises and like unusual pairings and, and the threesome conversation we were having earlier. So I went on a, uh, a bachelor party a few years ago, and my buddy was talking to two girls in a hot tub. Oh, no. And it was like a nine and a one, or a one <laughs> or two. And, but they're, they came together, and he's like, how do you guys know each other? What's going on? And she's, the, the hot girl's like, oh, she's my landlord. What? And then, yeah, and it was just them two. And he, he was with them both the entire weekend. I mean, I don't, I don't think he did anything with them, but... Landlord? Was, yeah, she, she came with her landlord, and that was the pairing. I was with the... Oh, a million years ago, I was with like Danny Two Sheets, and we were in Vegas, and we were probably doing Crank Yankers or something, and we had this kind of goofy intern, like that guy, sort of a little husky with the moppy hair, sure. just the fun, there's there always the goofy intern who's kind of fun, and we were just like sitting up drinking, and you know, Daniel's whole thing is, oh, I'll give you a hundred bucks to do this, or fifty bucks to do that, and... um there were two chicks at the bar, probably, I don't know, sevens. And uh, he said to the intern, I'll give you a hundred bucks or whatever it was. You just go walk over there and you, you get between them and you can only say 
this, <laughs> which was menage a trois, ooh la la. And then you just had to stand there. You can't say, you can't say anyone put me up to it. You can't do anything. It fucking worked. What? It worked. You had sex with them? And he, you got a hundred bucks? Okay, they left with him. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Matchmaker, send me a match. Ooh la la. If That's all you had to say. If you're Kellison, are you happy about that? I think so. I think so. <laughs> At that point, I think Kellison would have been right to not give him the hundred. I think the intern got plenty that night. Yeah, I got your mind me to ask Daniel about wow. that, but yeah, that that's that's how it went. Menage a trois, ooh, ooh la la, la. and nothing else. Wow. It's by the way better to say nothing else because all you well, do is start digging yourself a hole go. at that point. Just see if it works or not. Interesting. All right, I uh, had a visit with my dad. Oh. Um, I found out that uh, he's never been fishing in his life. Mm. I'm now sort of interested in things my dad has never done. It now feels, that he's how turning much time 90. you got? Okay, your dad doesn't do anything, but in as much as he doesn't do anything, fishing feels like it would be on his radar because it's solitary, mm. it's slow, it takes a long time. It's still something, it's, though. It's That's cheap. The, it's something. Yeah. Though. You'd have to That's find the a whole stream. thing. You'd have to go do something. I and I'm now I sit there and I go. You ever been to Hawaii? And he's like, nope. And I'm like, okay, I write it down. You know, <laughs> bingo. bingo yeah. I said to him. Uh, you ever had lobster? He's like, well, you know, back in the day, it was an Italian neighborhood he grew up in. Some of the moms would, you know, cut up the uh, uh, lobster and put it in with the red sauce yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. I said, no. Have you ever had a lobster tail? Mm-hmm. And he's like, we're a bib. Hmm, yeah, lobster bisque don't count. Do not, don't know. Also, um, I bet he's had crab with a comedy K. Right. I, he also found out that uh, when he got divorced or when he moved out, I always tell you guys he had nothing and mm-hmm. there was no nothing to whack up and there's no assets and there was no homes and no deeds and no furniture or anything. And I, I tell you comically that he slept in grandpa's office, but his his father-in-law's office. That's the funny part. Mm-hmm. But the part I forgot is he said to me, yeah, I, had, I slept in the closet. And I said, no, not the closet. You slept in Grandpa's office. No, no. He said, no, not not that room, not his den. There was this literally a closet that was about four foot wide, about eight foot deep, and it had a cot in it. Like it was a wow. closet. Ooh. He slept in the closet. And also, as it's, you know, flex alerts out there, uh, no air conditioning, no fan, no nothing. I don't know what month it was. He just slept in a closet. There was, he slept in a closet. That sounds unpleasant. Yeah. That's, your enclosed patio is a step up. Yeah. Well, this is probably why he didn't sweat those details. And then when I say to him um, stuff like, um, I always marvel. I go, how old were you? He's like, well, I don't know, 41, 42. I'm like, in your 40s? Nothing. Slept in a closet. And then, uh, but there's an interesting, an interesting thing, which was, I always keep, I marvel because he's in his 40s and, um, and he had not, he was so destitute that he had a VW bug worth 200 bucks. And then that was it. He just moved out with his VW bug. And every time, I press him a little bit, like I'll go, well, you're 42, how come no money? How come zero money? 
One time, this is why I hate school teachers. He got very sanctimonious. He goes, because I was a school teacher. And I always laugh like, okay, but I knew people are school teachers. They own homes. They can save you know? money. Sure. Yeah. And then uh, today was kind of an interesting thing. I, I kept going. So you just slept in the closet. Uh, you couldn't get a, like a one-bedroom apartment or something? And he, he would always say this. And this is an interesting thing. And maybe it's, it's, maybe it's what's made me so keen to focus on people and their language. He, he kept saying, there was no money. But I, I it, it wasn't that there wasn't money. You didn't earn he any money. money. This wasn't the Soviet Union right. and they were out of bread. Right. This is, oh, this was the mid-early 70s. Plenty of people had money. You had no money. You earned no money. It's the way you couch it. If you pardon the pun, because he, well, he didn't sleep he on should the, be so lucky. The way, he, the way you caught it is... You, you always take the pressure off of you, right. right? So you go, there was no money. Right. There was no money. He didn't go, I failed to earn money right. at, a, at a fairly Who advanced age. It was just there was no right. money as if it's, a, it's, a, it's this kind of weird sort of externalization, socialization kind of approach. Thing. It was like, where was the money? Well, there wasn't any money. It's like, yeah, but everyone else who was responsible had money. He wasn't you in didn't Cuba. have money. Right. You didn't have money. Did you say that? No, I just sat, I just sat there and wrote it down because I thought it was interesting. We kept saying wow. there, there was no money. Well, which your parents is, are very alike in that way. Yes, which uh, you would never answer a question that way. Like if someone said, well, why did you get the burger? Why didn't you get the steak? You wouldn't go, there was no right. money. You'd go, I didn't have enough money. I didn't make enough money yeah. at right. the time to afford or whatever right. that thing is. You right. wouldn't go, there was no money. <laughs> why were you broken on the side of the freeway? There was no gas. The, right. Yeah. You, you did not put Helpful. gas in your tank. Yeah. That's the exact same answer. Wow. All right. We got some uh, rich man and some poor mans and some questions up there. We got the uh, Rotten Tomatoes game to play. All that coming up in the next segment. First, I will tell you about Simply Safe with Two Eyes, award-winning home security system engineered with the latest technology to keep your family safe. But what really sets Simply Safe apart is their highly trained security experts who are always there when you need them. When an alarm goes off, a person who cares is going to pick up that phone. And uh, make sure you're okay and alert fire police and they'll be there right away if necessary. Even if you're just having problems setting up your system, a person who cares is going to be there. Friendly chat, quick resolution. U.S. News called Simply Safe the best home security of 2021. To find out how Simply Safe can help make you feel safe and secure at home, visit simplysafe.com/adam. Do it today. Customize your system and get a free security camera when you go to simplysafe.com/adam. That's simplysafe.com/adam. Do it today. All right. Well, someone's on the line wants to think they live down the street from the Swingers Club. Gina and her two <laughs> sevens would hang out at. Yeah. Got a rich man pouring. We got all that. We got rotten tomatoes. We'll do that right after this. Hey, Geico, do you own? Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other, right? You know, it's hard work out there. Owning, renting. You want to save some money? How about your bundle? 
bundle your policies at Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle the homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you got so much to do already. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, see just how much you could save at Geico. That is Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. It's time to check Adam's voicemail. Adam, I have a rich man, poor man. You marry your cousin. You're either from some small town like Appalachia or you're a member of the House of Habsburg, former rulers of the Holy Roman Empire. You can leave us a message at 888-634-1744. Well, we got some calls up here, and we might as well just stick with our rich man, poor man theme. That was a nice entry. Tyler, 36, New York. Hi, guy. Hi, guy. What My you rich got? man, poor man is around a lot of irregularly shaped metal. Hmm? Wow. Uh, Do tell. specific. You got, well, I was uh, golfing in Long Island uh, this weekend, and I went into a more affluent neighborhood, and I noticed they had a lot of modern sculptures, a lot of just weirdly shaped, you know, art that's just strewn about the, the, the land. And then you got your junk fills. You got your uh, just heaps of metal waiting for, for death. Yeah, solid. It's it's. It's like it makes sense on paper, but somehow doesn't mm-hmm. tickle the funny bone. But uh, thanks, Tyler. Yeah, the most oh, the most depressing places we- of the world are those pick apart junkyards that are out mm-hmm. in Sun Valley. Ooh. As opposed to like the Disney Concert Hall, which is mm. that beautiful sheet metal that's mm-hmm. supposed to look like um, um, music, well, like paper. Well, hey, yeah, in the wind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'll roll down the line. Jimmy, 45, Star, Idaho. That is true. Hey, gang, out of respect for Philip from Costa Mesa, I will not say hi, guy, okay? Okay. Hi, guy. Hey. Mm. (laughs) Uh, I love your Alaska story. Corolla, you are meant to get out of that city. I've told you this before. Get out of there and go enjoy your life, buddy. I've never seen you smile so much in the pictures I've seen posted of that. Yeah, um, it was a good. It, it, it's so it's 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 wondrous over there. You could tell. You could tell you were captivated. I even told my wife. I said. I said. Gina Grad even piped in and said, "I normally don't get jealous of mm-hmm. what other people do, but I'm I'm a, just more than a tinge jealous about you having fun out there because yeah. you could tell you guys loved it." Oh yeah, I think everyone loved it equally as well. There was ever everyone who went on that trip was as equally into it. Every facet of it was was fun, even into the nights with uh, Chris and Mike playing. It, it was just it was it was all miraculous. It was yes. Well, you three are invited to move here to Idaho. I did fifteen years, sixteen years ago. I used to live in Orange County and and, and bailed that whole situation. But don't bring anybody else with you, especially if they're a libtard. They can't come here. Right, Idaho is the place to be now. Don't say that, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> I heard land is plentiful and houses are cheap. Yeah. Stop it. Stop. No, you know what? The houses hmm. aren't cheap anymore. Uh it's gotten it's it is it's it's become ridiculous in housing pricing, but that's gonna change though. That'll change. Do they have a PF Changs? 
Yes, we do. Okay. Wow. Here we go. All right. Well, now it's on my list. Hey, you guys, uh, the, uh, so the black eyed peas, right? I'm not like a, a fan of them. Like they're good and they do, they do good music, but it's not my thing. Uh, but you know, I listened to it and, and I was like, you know, Adam does a good interview. I want to ask you a question, and I really feel something, I felt something in that interview. By the way, it was done brilliantly, and the way you flashed back, the way back when they started, and how you guys both talked about, does it even feel like it's real? Like, how, how did we get where we're at? I want to know, are you, though I respect everything about you taking a stand and telling idiot bullies and people that are just making accusations about you and everybody that believes the way you do, like when you say prove it or shut up. I love that, and that's the only way that's going to change. I want to know, though, it seemed like I saw another side of Adam that I've been seeing a little more lately where you, just as Brian and Gina have gravitated more to common sense and more of a, I would say, a conservative approach, Keep going. You, seem to have, you seem to have tampered your aggression and your and your you know your perseverance against maybe someone who doesn't quite fit in with you, and it seems like you're trying to bridge a gap between the mm. blacks and whites, which, mm. which I love. Is that something you're doing purposely, or is it just something that's coming out of you? Well, I don't want to bring someone into the studio and then have a race war <laughs> uh, with them. Um, Will I am is a just a very thoughtful guy. He's he's an interesting guy. He's um, kind of an innovator. He has like a lot of interests. He's also really has some social phobias and things. And, you know, he just doesn't do a lot of interviews and um, has he's a little has a couple of couple of issues. I think has I, I just don't think he's the kind of you know, he's not George Clooney or Donald Trump or one of these guys who just sort of once loves being mm-hmm. in that in that space. So um I just uh I just want to have a nice conversation with him. I wasn't really interested in what side e- either one of us was on. I just wanted to have a, a nice uh conversation with him and let him do some talking. And uh I felt like he did. And uh, also I also feel like most people you know, inherently have a ton in common. I mean, we all sort of have everyone. First off, goal wise, everyone wants, you know, they want peace. They want tranquility. They want the family. They want safety. You know, there's a lot of different approaches to it, but everyone's basically has the same goal. It's, it's an, it's amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I can give you another example of this. And, and, and that's such an astute point, um, Jimmy, because I was just listening to Russell Brand's interview of Ben Shapiro. I feel like it's a Mad Lib when I even say that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm featuring that on our next Easy Listening episode because I crave it. And I think so many people do of people who are completely seem to be com- completely diet, uh, uh, not diametrically. diabolically, diametrically opposed having a civil discourse. And they said the same thing. Like, we both think family is important. We both think compassion is important. We both think, you know, having a certain intellectual base is important. And it was amazing to have them talk and then Ben go, now this is an interesting point because this is where we would disagree. And it was just, it was like music to my ears hearing two intelligent men on totally different sides of the spectrum have a civil conversation. 
Yeah, well, again, yeah. well, the, the, here's the problem. The problem are the rules. The rules now state that if you would like, I don't know, let's say uh, you want a robust military in a safe country. Everyone goes, all right. And you want uh, a police force that, that does their job effectively. Like, yep. And you want schooling that's... Um, uh, good and, and serves right. underserved communities and helps, you know, kids that are in situations that are less than perfect, yes, you yes, know, get yes. out of that situation. And you want uh, clean water and you want a good environment and you want sure. safe streets and we'll you want no you want clean streets and you want blah, freedom and you want expression. And you want all that. And then so everyone goes, they go, all this, they go all the way down the road and they go, yep, yep, check that box. Yep, yep. Family, yes. Unity, yes. Peace, yes. And then they get to the point, and then they get to abortion, or they get to gay marriage. And then the one guy goes, "Oh, I'm not for gay marriage." And I go, "Well, it's all over now. Mm-hmm. It's all all the all the whatever you guys out agreed on mm-hmm. is all out the window because of gay marriage." Mm-hmm. Now, by the way, what relationship would work that way? Would huh. that be possible? <laughs> I mean, imagine. Your spouse, you know what I mean? Like, well, we, we agree on the family and we agree on the economics and we agree on the politics and we we agree. But um, he likes anchovy on his pizza. Mm-hmm. It's over. Deal breaker. That's Deal funny breaker. you mentioned right. politics because that's a wedge issue, right? Like the idea that they'll use that against, you know, another person in the primary where it's like, oh, you agree with the person on this, 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 this and this. But they're for abortion. You're obviously religious. You're against abortion. Can't vote for that person. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, that drives the wedge. And it's like, oh, it's a deal breaker. Like, why is that a deal breaker? One thing you disagree on? I, I know. And if the if the other seven and a half or 14 things are, you know, here's the plan for the homelessness and here's the plan for creating jobs and here's the plan for clean energy and here's the plan for desalization of the water, that then then just look the other way for the one issue. Or agree to disagree. Or agree like, to disagree. So, yeah, maybe, maybe no one's perfect right. for you, but there's no perfect candidate. And what are the two, I feel like you'd know this, Brian, because you read these stories to Tessa, I'm sure. What are the two, not the sneeches, who are the two that just, uh, the Dr. Seuss characters that just stand in a standoff and won't let each other pass, and they do it for all eternity, and the seasons change. Yeah, and, I, but I it's it. such a basic childlike idea, and that's how we conduct business and politics. We just dig our heels in and stare at each other mm-hmm. at an impasse forever. Oh, imagine again, just friendships. Think about all the people you know with all their various different thoughts on different things. If 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 you guys weren't simpatico, you know, literally right. you have to be ten for ten. Right. Couldn't oh. be eight for ten. Oh, Adam, you don't spend any time on Facebook, do you? No. You know how many posts that say, I'm sorry, but if you're not for blah 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 or if you're against this Go ahead and unfriend me. Yeah. So that is happening. Don't know. Uh, I don't know what's in it for everybody. My feeling is is uh, we all have people we like. We have disagreements on things. I mean, some are political, but some are just like the way you raise your kids. You know, like we all know those couples where it's like you know, the way they raise their kids seems a little weird. That's a wedge issue. That's their business. You know well, what I mean? I even know people who uh, the the wife is staunchly Catholic and the husband is an atheist and they love and respect each other's thoughts and he doesn't go to church with her and he she doesn't give him shit and there's plenty of ways to do this but even Ben Shapiro said to Russell Brand you know you're going to get a lot of shit from your fans for even talking to me 
and vice versa. When you come on mine, I'm going to hear about it. So what are we to do? I believe you said that. Is that more of a? I remember O'Reilly said to you, "You were like, oh, Carola, all your liberal Hollywood friends, they're gonna give you a hard time." Is that just kind of playing it up for the, you know, the base? I don't is know. There, is there anything to the, that? They won't talk to me, so I can't, <laughs> can't ask them. There's no one that. to ask. Well, I ask it. It. Uh, there's an element of if you go on Ben Shapiro or Tucker Carlson or O'Reilly that you get that. St- that that stink on you of oh this is now who you are mm-hmm. what you do and there's also another really kind of insidious part of this whole thing which is I would always say to people all the time like you know they go what are you doing doing Bill O'Reilly's show and I'd go he asked me to come on a show mm-hmm. he never told me what to say he just asked me to come on a show but no one would ever say that like what are you going on Conan O'Brien mm-hmm. show it's like he asked me to come on the show, and I've been on Terry Bradshaw's daytime show. I mean, they just asked you to come on, right. and you come on. That's fine. They have you a went big on the audience. Huffington Post. I would go on any show. I, I would. I would go on any show. I would never go on a show where they went. Here are your talking points. Right. Here's here's what you have to talk about. Right. But um, I would go on any show. I've always gone on any You've show. Proven that. I uh, mostly. Because whomever asked, podcasts, right. TV shows, whatever, I've been that way my whole career. You ask me to come on Politically Incorrect, I come on Politically Incorrect. You ask me to go on, also on O'Reilly Show, go to O'Reilly Show. You, it's also, you can learn a lot from hearing a lot of the different voices and points of view. There's also a kind of a professional side, which is whether you disagree, you know, whether you agree with Bill Maher or you agree with Tucker Carlson, uh, A, I would argue you don't need to agree with any of them to go on their show, but they're also really good at what they do. So you can you can learn things from seeing literally just being exposed right. to like how do they produce the show right. and how are their segments run and how, how are they doing it what's behind what they're doing yeah, they, they, recon. they have a little different their shows for a reason yeah. yeah they have different approaches to things if they should they should all get credit for figuring out a way to be wildly popular even if they're you may disagree with them on everything and uh i don't know i don't know why i it, it strikes me i don't know if people are insecure in their own positions or something i don't i don't get it it's it's all mm. I, I heard uh, a lot of the Shapiro and um, Russell, Brand? Russell Brand. Yeah, they're both really bright guys. Mm-hmm. They're both really good at expressing opinions. They're both uh, former heroin addicts. Both both, both junkies <laughs> from Ch- from Chichester. Yeah. Uh, they're both funny. Ben Shapiro's yeah. actually a pretty funny guy. Does funny impersonations and stuff like that. Uh, they're both good humans. Like yeah. you know, my my thing is like I. I don't need I don't need to worry about either one of these guys. They're not going to nobody's going to fire a gun from a moving car mm-hmm. at one of my kids mm-hmm. from with them driving or anything, you know, they 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 create big tax base, you know, pay in, take a little mm-hmm. out, probably ain't ain't using as much as much as they're putting in. Right. Both create jobs. It's I so got funny. no I got no problem with either one and they'll and because they're both, you know, reasonable people that are Real world class thinkers, yeah. they'll end up agreeing on 
89% of the stuff they talk about. Absolutely. And it was so funny. There was a part where, you know, Ben was just on a tear. There's not a good place to, there's not good pull quotes for Ben because there's never a good like stopping point the way he talks, you know, he mm-hmm. just gets it out quickly. And so Russell's just waiting and waiting and Ben's just making his point, making his point. And clearly Russell doesn't agree with him. And this is how he debates him or this is his way of like pointing out there might be a flaw in his argument. He goes, but Ben, you beautiful man, listen to me. So, you know, it's just, it was all, yeah, it was all in good fun. It wasn't, you know, nobody's heart rate got raised. It was just a really, a really refreshing and a really, like you said, two intellectual powerhouses in a way, uh, you know, learning a lot on both ends. Yeah, I, I think there's, I think society at large makes too much of like, um, oh, these guys are going to tangle, you know, they're. It's more like you watch the UFC, by and large, Mm -hmm. they try to kill each other, and then they kind of hug it out because they both respect each other's abilities and and training and and backgrounds and and that kind of stuff. And I I think, by and large, you would see that with the Shapiros and Russell Brands. Now, the people that are just kind of hustlers, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the drop these bombs and get the, <laughs> the gotcha. tweets and the gotchas and stuff. They don't do it because th- their brand isn't being sensible They're, But they don't have, you, you know, it takes a certain amount of intellectual firepower and security to kind of go, hmm, never thought of it that way. Maybe you're, Disarm, maybe you're right. Yeah. Uh, you've changed my mind on this thought. There's a bunch of guys that, can do that, but they're the guys that are kind of a little more secure in their own skin. I think you're right. And, but when you say, but I thought, mm, I have a point shitting for you because guess what is now a sold out ticketed event like it's Coachella because people want to see these uh, figures rip their heads off? Politicon. You think anybody mm. gave a shit about stuff like that a few years ago? But now it's like, watch this person versus this person go head to head in a debate. And it's all, it's just a lot of trash talking. The audience loves it. It's, you know, it's crazy. Well, that's probably the pro wrestling part of politics. Right. But I would say, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, there's. O'Reilly, I am a real rope. American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it takes. You have to, well, first off, it's hard to be intellectually honest without the intellectual part. Like you, that, thank you. Wow. That deserved you, a smile. You have to, you have to realize like, <laughs> what is this going to sound like, mm-hmm. you know, coming out of me? Right. I, I would, I would feel stupid saying that, you know, both sides try to encourage that. But I, I think there's, I think there's a ever growing group of, People, you kind of heard it, maybe a John Stewart or Bill Maher, but uh, Brett Weinstein and guys like that, that are just kind of going, well, why do we need to go all the way this way or all mm-hmm. the way that way? Why not, uh, why not have this sort of interesting, invigorating intellectual discussion slash debate in the middle mm-hmm. somewhere? I think there's more of that. Yeah. I think that's a probably, hopefully, where we're heading. It's... Uh, as I said, octagons and safe rooms and uh, uh, safe spaces and octagons, and then it's Priuses and uh, Ford Humvees, Raptors yeah. and Humvees. But maybe, maybe there's some. Maybe we'll move back toward the Accords and the yeah, Camrys. A sensible Camry. Hmm. That'd be nice. Good mileage. Uh, also, I think. Uh, I think 
at their at their core, uh, Russell Brand and Ben Shapiro, at their core, they're both nice people. They're both kind of gentle people. Right. That they're, they're not going to try to brutalize each other. All right. So good. Probably need more of that. Let's see. Uh, Carlos is uh, from DeVore, California. Carlos. Hey, Adam, can you hear me? Hi, guy. Hi, guy. <laughs> What's up? Uh, you have no idea how long I've been waiting to say that. Um, sorry, I'm a little nervous. First time caller. Adam, I freaking love you. I've been listening to you since uh, Love Line since 99. Well, Brian, you're freaking amazing. Gina, you're you're dropped in gorgeous. Thank you. <laughs> um, gorgeous. Okay, so Gina. Yeah. I remember a few. I remember a few years ago you talked about visiting a swingers club over in San Bernardino. Indeed. Yeah, I happen to live. Well, I guess I technically live there, but we don't call it that. We call that's why we call it divorce. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, we happen to have a swingers club. Uh, it's about a stone's throw away from me. I'm not a huge swinger guy myself, but I can't picture too many more swingers clubs <laughs> in San Bernardino ghetto that you would want to go to. Was it? Is uh, it kind of like? Edge. I mean, it's big, like a you know, like a warehouse type thing. Oh, it might not be the one. This was oh, actually, so you have more uh, than one. <laughs> this, this one was actually uh, an elementary school back in the 1920s. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I go to you know one. That, I'm not the one I go to was a synagogue back in the day. <laughs> you know what, Carlos? You could be right because they had many rooms. They could have been classrooms. I never considered that. Oh no, there's a ton of rooms. They actually they added on a ton of stuff to it. It's right off the 15, like right before you go up the hill to Victorville and off to Vegas. Oofa. So I don't I don't know how close it was or Ritzy. I don't know if you've ever been to the heart of San Bernardino, but it is not a good place to go. I uh, we got Jimmy from Riverside. Speaking of San Berdu, who um, has a good college wrestling gangbang story. Oh, so good. Sorry to cut Thanks, you Carlos. Cut your shirt, Carlos. Jimmy, 36, Riverside. Get it on, man. Get it on. Oh, yeah. I was incoming class with T.J. Dillashaw, 2004, freshman class at Cal State Fullerton. <gasps> so, um, MMA oh, yeah. great T.J. Dillashaw. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. Like he, was, he wasn't really into this. He was a little bit too clean cut for this, but we had, I got like thoroughly indoctrinated. These guys are really into gangbangs. So not too much multiple girls, but oh, no. like definitely multiple guys, three to five guys. And when you get like that, I have like com- a, a comically small dick mm-hmm. and it's tough to like get hard when you're like with three other dudes. Sure. So it just turned into a fun thing. So you have you get comments what? like girls going like, all right, I'm not sucking anybody else's dick until somebody eats my pussy. And I would just jump in. And, like, just to give you the kind of the level of girls we're, we're talking about here, one of them I don't think could Brian, physically clean herself. Mm-hmm. And okay. she was saying that. And okay. so when I started eating her pussy, she just smelled like straight piss. Oh. And it was just nasty. So that's the – we're getting into the kind of what you guys were talking about yesterday with the – Hey, would you rather do one eight or two to add up to a five? Mm-hmm. I think we're talking about ones, which is good, mm-hmm. but just a different scale. It's the devil's pentagram. Mm-hmm. And where'd you meet these gals? Christian My Science space. reading room. MySpace oh. was huge at that time. And so we would spam girls. You'd do, do 10 a day from each zip code. And then you'd have them over to your house. And then, it, I don't know, just... It just worked out. It was, By the a, way, it was a numbers game. Jimmy, let's circle back to you having a... Uh, comically small hog, 
and having Piglet. difficulty <laughs> achieving Aww. an erection with the other guys. And then he paused and said, so it was fun. But that's like saying, yeah. I'm a hemophiliac, so I like to walk through junkyards at night barefoot. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. I don't, it doesn't feel well, fun. Well, I mean, it's funny. Everybody's laughing. It's like, you're, it's tough to get a boner anyways, because you're just like, I don't know, it's three dudes. And so, and my, it's not like I have a micro penis. I'm in kind of a sweet spot. I don't have a micro penis, but it's like, you know, definitely smaller than average and definitely the smallest in any gangbang. Looks funny in a singlet, coincidentally, with wrestling. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I like your confidence. Now, I, I like that you... Time. I feel you're uniquely qualified to go down on a gal whose hygiene is less than spectacular because of the wrestling background, mm. right? You're the constantly mask. having to mm. lock antlers with sweaty dudes that are on it's top of you all the time, comfort. right? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, have it, I have it in my DNA that that stuff just doesn't bother me. I'm ready to do it. So when she was making an ultimatum to the rest of us, Hey, I'm not sucking any more dicks. I was like, hey, hey, I'll take this hit. Somebody with a boner that's actually a normal size, you can get in there and you can get your dick sucked. I'm a good friend. Charitable. Wow. Jimmy's the mayor yeah. of Riverside. Mm-hmm. It's like Santa. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically saying I'll buy and I'll fly. <laughs> that's both. <laughs> I'm driving to Vegas and I get the gas. And I do. It makes uh, fun four years, that's for sure. You've come a uh, long by way, way you know, the, baby. The story I think mm. you're talking about is the Zach, the uh, one where they're at an impasse. You, what are they called? Just as a side note, the Zacks, the, Zach's. Uh, the, the Dr. Seuss yes. store you're talking okay, about, thank I was listening you. previously. Yep, thank you. So uh, let's get back to how the gangbang works. <laughs> he knows everything. He's a Renaissance yeah. man. You, uh, you, you go on. Where do you get MySpace? Them? MySpace. That was huge at the time. Yeah, and it, girls were like, it was like cool for girls to like go over to guys' houses. It wasn't like, I mean, I, I've been married for years now, so like, I'm not sure what the game is like, but <laughs> it was like pulling teeth at some point to get get girls to come over to your house on the internet. At that time, it was like they wanted to be doing that. It was weird. Mm-hmm. And uh, they knew the job was dangerous when they took it? I mean, they knew what they were heading for? They get hazard pay? It, it was like a new thing, so we would hang out with them. They knew they were coming over to my house. I wouldn't, like, meet them anywhere. I didn't have any money, you know? I was, I, like, the scholarships for wrestling or shit. I didn't have any money, and so they would just come over. We'd be hanging out, and then just kind of start hooking up and then, or, you know, I have friends in the room and I don't know, it was just a good time. And we would just start, start, uh, start getting all together. But there were some that were arranged. Like one was off at, uh, um, embassy suites right there in Brea. You, you played that Brea club. There's mm-hmm. a, uh, there's an embassy suites right there. We had a big one off of alt.com that my buddy pulled. And there was like, uh, a snack station. There was a condom station, a lube station. There were oh, like my. three girls. We had nine guys. They were pissed off because we had told them we were going to bring 13. And the guy was like, oh, all right, okay, come on in. If you only have nine, I guess that's good enough for today. Nine, so it was dudes, crazy. nine dudes and one chick. Yes. And she was pissed that there weren't 13 guys? Yes. They were, like, frustrated with us. I'm confused. Um, I feel like you, nine guys plus the lube station, the condom station, the snack station, the continental breakfast afterward <laughs> down in the lobby. I, I, I feel like, uh, you know, she'd, she'd got what she'd signed up for. Nine times. What, uh, what, number, <laughs> what number would you assign her? Uh, somewhere between a two to a three, I would say. Oh, boy. Okay. It's a narrow range. Pretty rough. Pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where did, you, where did you go in, in the, you know, nine guys? That's a, that's a, that's a baseball team. 
What yeah. were you batting? Right. ODH. Yeah. I, I always want to go lead off and just try to make some contact. <laughs> Set the table. Set the table. Well, I was having right. trouble getting a boner in that one, too. Oh. So I think, like, something turned me on. I blew my load real fast. Like, I, I suddenly was able to get a boner, blew my load, and then I was just on, you know, I was at the snack station the rest of the time, kind of just hanging out, enjoying the fun. It was just, it's kind of a funny thing you're doing. It's just things that, that come to mind that are, you know, like over the top to your friends and every, it's just like a good environment. The girl's ready to go along with it. It's, a, it's just a funny thing. It's not, it's not even as much like sexual. It's not like, Hey, it, mm. somebody was mentioning for the spank bank yesterday. It's not really for that. At least for me, it was more just a fun, funny experience. Jimmy swung at the first pitch and lined out. Mm. Did, uh, <laughs> did, exactly. uh, all right. So is it, uh, you don't want to get the snack station. Now, you want the condom station and the snack station and the lube station. I feel like there's got to be an order to they're that. Staggered, yeah. You don't yeah. want people dipping chips no. in the lube, you know what I mean? Because they're, they're drunk, oh, right. the lights are dim. Right. You know what I mean? Were you, did, did you get there and set up early, Jimmy? <laughs> I didn't set up. It was all set up. It was, a ranch. She, it was actually her husband that wanted us to all bang her in front of him. It was a little oh, weird. And he had his shirt on the whole time, and he was, like, taking pictures and constantly reassuring us that it was only from the, like, chest down that he was taking pictures. It, a weird dude, definitely. And weird people that are into this, that's for sure. Um, I, but there's a, there's a definite order to the snack station, or to the, the, your stations. I got them out of order because I blew my load so fast. Oh, yeah, right. Caller of the year. Yeah, we've all been there. Um, <laughs> amongst us. Yes. Um, did... Uh, now, how much of this is orchestrated by the husbands? I feel like the husband plays a, a role in this. A lot. This was the husband oh. putting putting this on, right? At that level, yes. But just the ones, I mean, we just the casual ones off MySpace, that was the vast majority of the ones that I had. So, I, yeah, I guess those bigger ones for sure. But the ones where there's like two or three guys who are just kind of hanging out, those, mm-hmm. those are all kind of organic. Mm-hmm. Well, and, there are guys that are into this. Allegedly, isn't this the Jerry Falwell Jr. story? I guess. Allegedly. Wow. I, there are guys that are into this. And how does the first meeting with the husband work? He he uh, pulls out his pocket watch and says, uh, you're tardy. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> takes, uh, takes his brandy snifter and swirls it around <laughs> in his hand a little. <laughs> At some point, when he finds no. <laughs> out you only have nine, not thirteen, he takes his top hat and he leans it forward and said, "Good day." It's hot with his cane. That's right, like that. Uh, it, it was my buddy that arranged everything, so they had had a bunch of phone conversations, like really dictating, I guess, kind of the rules of the game, for lack of a, of a better term. Where like, hey, this is cool if you guys do this with her. You know, she can take a couple facials, probably not everybody. Uh, also, you're not, nobody's going to be doing anal or, you know, she'll give this, you know, it, everything was kind of laid out with, uh, on the phone. And How then many once facials we got is there, like facials. I said, the disappointment at, at so few of us. Right. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah. you know, when nine shows up on a 13, I, I feel like that's a pretty good gangbang. That's a win. You got to figure I, out. I thought we did good. <clears throat> Yeah, you got to figure a couple guys aren't going to make the trip, right? Yeah, yeah. Out, yeah. Jimmy, you seem really chivalrous. Did you at least ice her down? Um, I, 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 we just shared some jokes. You know, we shared some pleasantries. I, I, yes, I, I appreciate that you bring that 
bring that up. I, I was very polite to her, but we're all real nice. You know, we're about to get late, so sure. everybody's in a pretty good mood. Courtly. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Jovial. Yeah. And everyone's, yes, everyone's exactly. wrestling, so the guys are in good shape, That's right? right? Oh, yeah. Everybody's got a six-pack. They're happy about that. I'm sure it looks pretty funny if anybody ever, you know, I, I'd love to find that husband's pictures where it's like dudes with six-packs, uh, you know, getting getting up on, you know, like a, you know, a two or a three, if you can imagine that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But it's better. I mean, with a 10, you don't get quotes of elegance like, you know, like, um it's going to stink down there, warning us as we're pulling our pants down. Like, you just mm-hmm. don't get gold like that. Yeah, um, you don't get those kind of declarations. Right. But he, no. he, you hold near and dear to your heart. That was one of your favorite parts, it sounds like. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. quotes of elegance are great. Yeah. Quotes of elegance. Okay, Jimmy. Good luck. Uh, please tell me you're not wrestling anymore. You're working with handicapped kids or something good. <laughs> Something to serve the community. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm a physical therapist. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. All right. Jimmy, that's please. a little bit behind me. I, I, it actually kind of fucked up my ability to have uh, really good intimacy with my wife, so I had to do some deep soul searching. But uh, I, t- I think I turned out all right. I think it's all plus in the end. That's Jimmy, please call again. Yeah, I like the cut of his jib. Wow. I like the cut of his whack bib. Just traffic and weather. I can do anything. Jimmy. <laughs> He's a positive soul. Yeah. Seems happy. Upbeat. Maybe we should get Shapiro to interview him. I that would be would, really... I bet they'd find a lot of common ground. That's absolutely right. He's mm. real glasses half full. <laughs> Just glass. All right. Uh, last question, and we'll bring Cesario on, and we'll play some Rotten Tomatoes. Corey, 51, Roseville. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Adam. Yeah. Hey, I see you're writing a book that you uh, claiming people can ask questions of an asshole, and uh, I just want to really know what, why you think you're an asshole as opposed to just a dick. <laughs> I don't know if they'll let you say dick I, on the cover. I think you got to do the a hole. It's an important thing. question. It's uh, yeah. a distinction. Or like the radio, you can say yeah. like you pissed me off, but you can't say I have to go piss. Oh, you have to say we can't piss on you. Right. Yeah. yeah. I like to keep the dicks <laughs> as so far lucky. away from the assholes as I can. That's right. But uh, you keep them apart. But w- so, what is the difference? I, I think I know. I, mean, I just wrote right. a book called "Be Less Dickish." I wrote a book with my therapist, Adam. How do you like that? <laughs> Your therapist sounds like a gifted therapist. How did? Yeah, <laughs> tell us about that. So yeah, my therapist is writing a book about assholes, douchebags, pussies, and dicks. And uh, he sent me the manuscript, and I thought, man, this needs some work. So we got together, and we teamed up, and we published it recently. It's called Be Less Dickish. Mm-hmm. But I want to know I want to know what you think is the difference. <laughs> now, can I just ask this? When you say therapist, do you mean licensed therapist, yeah. or do you mean like when a homeless guy refers to another homeless guy as his partner? It's a physical therapist. No, like, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's licensed therapist. But wow! Was like years and years and years after, uh, like four or five years after I stopped seeing him, he reached out to me with this project, and we got together and did it. Wow! Well, yeah, we see it up so, there. It's up there now. Yeah, the definitive self-help book about men. Hmm. Be less yeah. dickish. How did it sell? We just put it out, so we're working on. Uh, we haven't really marketed or launched it really firmly yet. We just put it out in a few weeks ago, 
So we're working on the audio book right now, the ebook right now, and finishing up the hardback. And I think it'll do well. Like well, you never know. I mean, these these self published books. I mean, you're an expert on it. You should tell me. I have no idea. Could, I'm could, excited for it. Could though. you give us an example of like you know what's the headline? Like what's what's what one tip chapters? that we could really sink yeah. our teeth into? So w- what we do in the book uh, to give you some detail, we. There's a chapter on the asshole, on the dick, on the douchebag, and the pussy. We also have a chapter on the piece of shit, so which is kind of the extreme of all of those put together. But we divide these guys up between, like, are you selfish in the moment or are you selfless? And one's not perfect, and one's not better than the other. It's not pejorative. But when you're triggered, do you think of yourself first or someone else? And then also we divide them up, like when you're triggered or you're looking out, do you do so shamelessly or are you overly conscientious or very conscientious? And when you create this four quadrants, that's how you get the asshole and the douchebag and all of them. It's like a new take on the Myers-Briggs. Yeah, Corey, I'd like to peel his onion a little more. I feel like there's something there to Corey. It's interesting. All right. More than an initial uh, first blush. Uh, By the way, you can email us questions at askhole at uh, adamcarolla.com. Thanks, Corey. Uh, Send us the audio book. Dawson, are you going to engineer that? (laughs) No? Who's reading your audio book? Oh, that's a good... Well, I I think Corey... How do we send it to you? Just... uh, Are you going to read the audio book? Dawson, do you have yeah, an uncle out there you don't know about? Holy shit. <laughs> he looks a little like a lot of like wow. Dawson. <laughs> kind of does. <laughs> I should definitely do this audiobook. <laughs> Corey, you want Dawson to do it? He can do it in his home studio. The, uh, it's almost done. We're finishing up at the, the recording We in Katati up here in the North Bay. Yeah, scratch it, it be start done over. Soon, but I'll reach, out to, I'll reach out to anyone. So, uh, but I'll send it to you. You tell me how to send it to. You. I'll make sure you get it. All right, we'll put you on hold because I'd I'd like to play a few clips from that audio book if we could. <laughs> all right, Jeff Cesario, the Rotten Tomatoes game. It's all waiting and ready right after this. <laughs> 